On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, an update on the federal electric vehicle tax credit situation, Tesla wins a big dealer battle in Missouri, an interview with TeslaCon organizer and 2020 Tesla Roadster Prize winner Ben Sullins, and more. Happy holidays, friends. I am Ryan McCaffrey, and this is Ride the Lightning, the unofficial Tesla podcast. It's episode number 123 for December 10th, 2017. I am very pleased to be with you. I'm fired up. It's been a good week. The holidays are approaching. Daisy the Boxer, who snoozes next to me after a puppy playgroup, she lost three teeth today. Three puppy teeth today. Uh, puppy playgroup slash dog park slash play with another dog appears to be a wonderful, wonderful way to jar out <laughs> loose teeth in your puppy. Uh, so that was a, that was a fun adventure today. Also, uh, I happened to catch this week, I was out walking Daisy and saw a Model 3 coming up the street, one of the streets in my neighborhood as I was walking Daisy up that same street. So uh, that was pretty cool. I, I do happen to know that I've got at least a couple of Tesla employees living in the neighborhood because I've met them before. I've run into them. I've seen, uh, you know, like they've either, I've either spotted their Tesla jackets and said hello, or I have a Tesla jacket or they've said hello. So uh, who knows, but you know, whether it's, whether it's a, an employee delivery or just a, an existing Tesla owner who, who may be uh, sort of, uh, you know, friend or, or family member of a Tesla employee, but great to see them. You know, the, hopefully the sightings are going to start to increase Certainly for me here in San Francisco, I, you know, I already get reports from friends uh, and, and fellow uh, you know, Tesla community members that they are becoming more and more of a common sight down in Palo Alto specifically, and obviously over near the factory in Fremont as well. So this is the month. It is happening. Uh, I want to tell you real quick, I'm going to mention TeslaCon. Uh, I mentioned this last week. In fact, the organizer, Ben Sullins, who runs the Teslanomics YouTube channel. Uh, that is his his sort of niche in the Tesla community. He is uh, here for an interview today. I recorded something with him the other the other day in the morning, and uh, it ended up. I'll tell you, I wanted it to be kind of a yeah, fifteen or twenty minute conversation. You know, it's I don't want to bore anybody by dragging on too long, but I thought we had a really good conversation. It ended up being about thirty five minutes. So just going to do a couple of Ride the Lightning hotline calls. I don't want the show to drag on too, too long, because again, as I've said a million times, I'm extraordinarily respectful of your time. I don't want to keep you here for too, too long. I mean, I hope the content is good, but, you know, again, just want to be respectful of your time. So stay tuned later in the show for the Ben Sullins interview, because again, not only is he putting together TeslaCon, but... Uh, he, of course, runs the Teslanomics channel, which, again, is kind of a unique little uh, a unique approach to Tesla content. And sort of m perhaps most intriguingly, he won the next-gen Tesla Roadster by getting all 50 referrals. So uh, I ask him about that as well. So stay tuned for that, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'll just mention again real quick, I touched on this last week. You'll hear more about TeslaCon with Ben, but uh, TeslaCon is the world's First ever web conference for the Tesla and EV community. And it is, like I said, it's happening online. So anyone from anywhere can join. It's happening this 
Friday and Saturday, December 15th and 16th. If you'd like to register, go to teslacon.online slash RTL, and that will uh, that should auto-log you in to get you, you know, that URL should get you a 20% off discount for the all-access pass, if you are curious about that. Again, I am giving a talk there, uh, so I'm very, it's, it's going to be on Saturday at noon Pacific. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, so again, and if, if for some chance you don't see the discount reflected, the coupon code is RTL20 if you do elect to, to sign up for that and make sure to get that discount. So let's move on with the Tesla news for this week. Eh, not the busiest week, but also not quite as slow as I was fearing around midweek. I was like, eh, it's looking like a pretty slow news week, but here we go. Tesla did earn a victory. They defeated the Missouri Auto Dealers Association in appellate court. This story comes via Electrek, but ultimately from Missouri radio station KCUR. So if I've got any Missouri listeners out there, and I know you're out there. I know I've got some St. Louis crew. So the appellate court overturned a lower court's decision, which, as KCUR notes, directed the Missouri Department of Revenue not to renew Tesla's motor vehicle dealer license in the state of Missouri. Uh, Tesla, as KCUR notes, operates stores on the Country Club Plaza in Kansas City and in University City, which is a suburb of St. Louis. They've also got a service center on Manchester Traffic Way in Kansas City as well. So again, for you Missouri folks. So this is great. This is uh, the appellate court ruling in Tesla's favor. A Tesla spokesperson called the decision, quote, a victory for Missouri consumers who want the choice to learn about and purchase their Tesla in their home state. We have been serving customers in Missouri for almost five years and have contributed to the state economy and jobs for Missourians, something that will now continue, end quote. So uh, MADA, that would be the Missouri Auto Dealers Association, they say they are going to keep fighting this. Uh, as you would expect, because you know, hey, let's let's be uh, let's be even keel here. Tesla would do the exact same thing if the roles were reversed. If Tesla were defeated, they would try to appeal uh, and and move it on up, kick it upstairs to the court on the court circuit, and that is exactly what the uh, Mata group is doing. They hope to get this case in front of the Missouri State Supreme Court, but for now, we can check off another state in Tesla's war to win the right to sell directly to consumers all across the United States. So I've, I've used the battle and war analogy, you know, battles per state and in an overall war. I, I think that's still applicable here. This is a victory in a battle in that larger war. So uh, congratulations to my Missouri listeners who will now be able to have sort of full Tesla purchasing and service privileges all as you should, as you should have them. So that is excellent, excellent news. Next up this week, I wanted to talk about the electric vehicle federal tax credit. I mentioned it last week. It was uh, struck a blow by the House, uh, the U.S. House of Representatives passing a bill without the tax credit in it, that it would be omitted as of December or after December 31st. Well, it's, uh, it's still very much on life support. Its fate is not yet decided, but uh, let's hear from Adam in Sonoma, who calls in to give us a pretty thorough update here. So, Adam, you're on the air. Hey, just started listening to your December 3rd um, episode, 
And I wanted to give you an update about the tax credit situation. Um, I called earlier and you and you played my comment, which uh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, so it's so it's actually a tax um, reform proposal. Um, it's you know budget sort of, but <laughs> but it's a tax tax it's a tax bill um, that the Republicans have proposed. What happened is that the House eliminated tax credit. Period. The Senate left it alone and pass their own version. Now uh, what will happen is that the two houses, the House and the Senate, will go to a conference to work out their differences. Um, so that means the tax credit is still in danger because if the House um, insists upon it um, being eliminated in, in return for you know passing a joint a, a version agreed upon by both houses, then that's, that's it. Um, if the Senate says we want this in terms of corporate taxes or personal tax rates or whatever, you know, members of the House appointed to the committee who work out the differences might say, okay, well, we'll give you that in exchange. You, you need to go our way on the tax credit and, and kill it. So it's, 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 it's still in a great deal of danger because the House version eliminated entirely and it's something that can be negotiated away. Um, so the, the Conferees, the people appointed to the conference committee, have been named from both uh, the House and Senate. Um, they're due to meet um, very soon, and uh, by the end of the month, um, you know, there'll be a vote. So I, I just again encourage people to call Congress two zero two 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 four three one two one. You simply give your zip code, and it will connect you to your senator, uh, senators, and your member of the House two zero two 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 four three one two one. Um, because again, the tax credit could um, be, be bargained away, or the House could insist upon it as, as part of any final legislation. Um, thanks again for um, for the comment last week and for uh, the the um, attention to this you know important issue and, uh, and Tesla generally. Uh, again, Adam Bink, Sonoma, California. So thank you, Adam, for that. The House omitted it. The Senate appears to have left it in. So now they have to reconcile those bills. As Adam explains, it will be a give and take. So uh, we will see what happens. Again, we should know more. There should be an ultimate decision one way or the other. It's got to happen this year. So it's got to happen this month. That means in the next three weeks or so, we will have this situation resolved. I mean, hey, regardless of your politics, this affects about 99% of, uh, of those of you in my audience who are waiting for a Model 3 or intend to purchase an S or an X, and uh, I'm guessing of those people in my audience waiting for a Model 3 or looking, you know, looking to purchase an S or X soon, that's probably a pretty sizable chunk of you. Um, you know, maybe maybe not all of you are, are on the list already and planning to buy in 2018, but this definitely affects a substantial chunk of you, including me. It has an absolute effect. I mean, this is, uh, this is going to cost... If it does go away, I'm out either seventy five hundred or maybe thirty seven fifty. I'm out something for sure. So you know that's that's unfortunate if that's what it comes to. Uh, I mean, it, here's the thing though. I guess if this does indeed get killed off, what next? Well, I think then it's going to be up to the Tesla cars themselves to be good enough to sell on their own. You know, not that they weren't before. But 
you know, you'd hear uninformed people or fudsters or anti-Tesla folks say, well, they're subsidized by the government, even though, you know, oil companies, as, as has been pointed out factually many, many times, get exponentially more subsidies as an industry than the electric vehicle industry does. But anyway, when the Model 3 hits low volume, or pardon me, not volt, when it hits high volume production and is selling like hotcakes because it's basically the car is guaranteed to sell like hotcakes for at least the next year with a half a million strong pre-order list. So when that happens, you know, those same people, those, those doubters, those fudsters, you know, those, uh, those kind of anti-Tesla folks, you know, they're not going to be able to use the whole, well, it's subsidized by the government argument anymore. So there's, there's a power in that. There's something good in that and that they'll, they'll just have nothing left when, uh, if and when the Model 3 is selling huge numbers. But uh, the good news, too, at least as far as Tesla is concerned, is that, well, not only has Tesla exhausted a lot of their credits, so that they, they have gotten something out of it, even if it does bite the dust at the end of December, but Tesla's already been preparing for this in a sense, if not directly, but, uh, well, maybe they weren't preparing for it to happen December 31st, but they've already prepared for this by always, always, always calling the Model 3 a $35,000 car. Not a $27,500 car, a $35,000 car. So uh, there won't be any sort of bait-and-switch appearance there for Tesla. It will just be a $35,000 car, and then uh, hopefully you know, a number of you will have state incentives, as California does. And California, of course, as I've covered before recently, looking to revamp and possibly improve their uh, state-level electric vehicle tax credit program. And, you know, in a, in a weird way, the, if the tax credit does die right now, it, it actually will kind of make me feel better, in a sense, about waiting for a, an all-wheel drive dual-motor car because before that, the battle in my mind has been, well, the all-wheel drive car might actually end up being a lot more expensive because by waiting for it versus taking a first production car, I would stand to possibly lose 50% of the tax credit, depending on which quarter Tesla triggers the, uh, would have triggered the phase out and which quarter the car would have been delivered to me. So now with the tax credit, if the tax credit indeed does not happen for any Model 3 I buy, because the only way I could have gotten it would have been to have, well, again, it presuming it goes away, I would have had to have, I would have had to have already received my invitation to configure, and I would have had to have taken a first production car, which, again, I want white interior, I want all-wheel drive, I want air suspension, so those are things that I am, you know, trying to plan for, trying to wait for, so, uh, yeah, it's it, I, my my intention was not to take first production, but yeah, with it, this just it does kind of strengthen my willpower to go ahead and wait for that all-wheel drive with the air suspension. If it's just you know if the tax credit is just off the table completely, it in a, you know in a way it it makes it easier to wait. So we'll see what happens with this. Again, final resolution should be coming in the next few weeks.
Speaking of Model 3, more Model 3 configuration invites have gone out. This is the second batch of them. And the first batch, uh, those deliver deliveries of those cars are reportedly happening next week, which means this week as you listen to the show. And, and I don't really have too much more to say about that other than it's a good sign. And if you are a California resident who reserved on the morning of March 31st, meaning you went to the store and you were in that as early as you could possibly get, you should probably double check your email uh, every day this week and make sure that there's nothing from Tesla in your spam folder, i.e. that invitation to configure, just to be safe. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you've already been getting your emails from Tesla if you're signed up for any of their mailing lists or newsletters or anything like that. But just, yeah, you might want to double check that spam folder uh, uh, until you verify that that invitation to configure has arrived. If it, you know, again, not just whenever you're expecting it, whether that's soon or if you know you're not going to get your invitation to configure for a while, but just something to keep in mind when, whenever that time does come around for you. Next up this week, there's, again, just a couple of more stories here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give a Tesla Semi update every single time that a, a new order gets publicly confirmed, but it, we've got a pretty significant pair of orders this week. Cisco, that's S-Y-S-C-O, they're a food service distributor. You've probably seen their trucks on the interstate if you've ever, if you've ever driven sort of between states out on the, the open road. Uh, they ordered... 50 Tesla semis. And then Anheuser-Busch, yes, Budweiser, has ordered 40 of them. And Budweiser issued a statement on it. James Sembrot, he is the Senior Director of Logistics Strategy at Anheuser-Busch. He said, quote, at Anheuser-Busch, we are constantly seeking new ways to make our supply chain more sustainable, efficient, and innovative. This investment in Tesla semi-trucks help us, uh, helps us achieve these goals while improving road safety and lowering our environmental impact. We can't wait to get these trucks on the road and keep leading our industry forward to a greener, smarter future in partnership with some of the world's most innovative companies. The transportation industry is evolving fast, and we're really excited to play a leadership role in driving this evolution by integrating these new technologies across our network. So a uh, very nice statement there by Anheuser-Busch. So uh, do the quick math, and that is more than 90 publicly confirmed trucks ordered this week, which now puts the total number of orders that, again, are publicly known at around 300 if not more than that, do the uh, quick estimate math on that. That is over $50 million in revenue from the Tesla semi-truck. So uh, Tesla's clearly winning folks over with this thing. And I'll say this, I, I think if the trucks really are as good as Elon says they'll be from a reliability perspective, from an operating cost perspective, then this number is probably going to snowball once Tesla actually begins uh, getting these semis on the road and getting them into these companies' hands. So uh, very, very positive news on the Tesla semi front as Tesla expands into an entire new market segment. Finally this week, you'll recall that last week I mentioned 
Elon Musk tweeting about uh, shooting his original Tesla Roadster into orbit around Mars as the payload for Falcon Heavy. Well, it turns out, you know, I've, I've talked about Elon Musk's sense of humor in the past. Elon may have, may have gotten me on that one. It may have just been Elon's sense of humor getting the best of me and getting the best of some other folks too, but we're not quite sure because Elon's been wishy-washy about it. So a SpaceX engineer says it's happening. But Elon was kind of like, well, I'm kind of, maybe I'm joking. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see on this. I mean, it'd be fun if they did it. And potentially it is a great way to advertise Tesla. I mean, you, you want to talk about free advertising. I mean, that goes into the history books. <laughs> if Falcon Heavy successfully uh, gets into space and and uh, puts a, a Tesla, puts Elon Musk's original Tesla Roadster into Mars orbit. So, uh, but it, it, this thing, it could also just be a goof. We'll find out one way or the other in about a month or so. All right, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've got a 35 or so minute interview with Ben Sullins. I thought it was an interesting conversation. I hope you'll agree, but if you are not interested in listening to it for whatever reason, you can skip ahead about 35 minutes to uh, just going to do a few calls, one, two, three of them in the Ride the Lightning hotline for this week. So I uh, hope you enjoy the Ben Sullins interview, and I'll be back. Uh, stay tuned for that right after this, and then I'll be back with the Ride the Lightning hotline. I'm pleased to welcome Ben Sullins to Ride the Lightning this week. Uh, if you don't know Ben, you're about to. That's the point. Ben runs the Teslanomics channel on uh, YouTube and other places, looking at the sort of economics of all things Tesla. Uh, he also is the first publicly confirmed winner of the referral program that has netted him a free next-generation Tesla Roadster. So that's obviously very interesting. We'll talk about that. And then TeslaCon is coming up this weekend, the big web conference uh, which I'm going to be a part of as well. So uh, lots to get to here. Ben, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on, Ryan. Stoked to be here, man. Love your show. Thank you kindly. Uh, you have carved out your own little niche in the Tesla community, which is uh, which is really all we can do. You know, we're all here, <laughs> sort of in in uh, sharing the same enthusiasm for these cars and this company. And uh, and yeah, you've you've really carved out a, a unique little space for yourself, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, in the event that my audience doesn't know much about Ben Sullins just yet. Who are you and how did you come to be part of the Tesla community, Ben? Yeah, so, you know, I grew up in the tech industry in the late 90s where you got to kind of see and touch everything. So at a very young age, I got fascinated with technology and not just websites or apps or things that maybe kids nowadays think of as technology, but phone systems and, and computers and like the hardware aspect of it. And I've, I really gravitated towards anything that was really innovative in tech very early on. Um, and I spent, you know, a good part of my life, the past 18 years uh, in working in tech as a data scientist. Um, you know, very early days, it was like working in Excel, just, you know, crunching yeah. some numbers to working at Facebook, working on algorithms and things that, you know, shape how we use that product. So, you know, I've, I've kind of served all, all throughout my life in this space. And Tesla was a company when they started doing stuff, I was 
absolutely blown away by by the tech in the car and what it would enable in the future. I, I think we're still just scratching the surface of really what's possible. But that is what attracted me to the company. And, you know, prior prior to that, I pretty much thought cars were garbage. I thought they were all like, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if you wanted navigation in a Honda Civic or something, you had right. to buy a DVD and spend two grand and download That's these apps. Meanwhile, I have in my in my hand a phone, which is 100 times more powerful. And you're looking around going, how can I not fit the amazing tech in this little tiny device somewhere in this giant dashboard? Yeah, I remember when I bought my uh, Infiniti, which is to date the only new car I've ever had. It's 2006, so I bought it in late 2005. There was a, exactly, as you say, a $2,000 option for this pop-up screen with navigation on it. And I'm like, I'm not paying $2,000 <laughs> for that. And thankfully, history has proven me correct on that <laughs> no exactly so <laughs> w- when uh, when the model s came out is when I, I really started paying attention a friend of mine had got one and i was pretty i i, I was enchanted very early on and uh so you you hadn't seen or really the roadster sort of slipped under your radar you know i knew about it but i yeah. i didn't uh it, it was a uh, hundred thousand dollar it was something for a celebrity you know it wasn't sure. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't something that I was feasible in, in my future. Even even the Model S for you know the first several years was I would say not very reasonable of a purchase for someone like me. You know, I, I grew up without a lot of nice things, so I didn't really ever expect to have nice things. Um, so yeah, even the Model S was was I considered out of my reach for for a long time. And uh, and how long have you had it at this point? Uh, two years. It's actually in the shop right now for its uh, two year annual service. And, and so this is something I'm always curious of. How many miles are on it? Because I tend to find uh, I, you know, that a lot of Tesla owners put way more miles on their Teslas <laughs> than they did their previous cars. Well, okay. So it, it, mine is pretty normal. Now, I, I bought it used with 10,000 yeah. miles on it, which I don't That's know. nothing. I know. I was like, this car's brand new. And now it has just over 30,000 miles on it. Um, but you know, to, to your point there, I I work from home, so I don't really have a reason to drive, you know, 20, 30 miles every day kind of thing. So, uh, I I probably drive less, but there's, there's just over 30,000 miles on it right now. Well, 20,000 miles in two years of working from home is, uh, is still pretty, pretty impressive. You're getting out and using it, which is, which is great. So, you know, today we're going on a road trip and why else would, you know, we have to take uh, the loaner Tesla that they gave us. And we yeah. love it because with our son, you know, he can't sit in the car for six hours. Right. So stopping every, I don't know, three hours or so isn't a bad deal. What'd they give you out of curiosity? Uh, a Model S uh, 85. So it actually has more range than my 60. Oh yeah. So you'll, yeah, you'll be, you'll be hitting all the superchargers. You'll be, you'll be all set. It'd be nice, be a nice, a nice crew, especially uh, this you know this time of year too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's fun. not bad. So uh, let's talk about Tesla Nomics, your channel. What at what point do you go? Hey, I can apply the data science that I'm doing to. I can fuse it with my enthusiasm for Tesla. Well, I don't know if it was. It was kind of an accident, as most I guess great discoveries are. I don't know if this qualifies as a great discovery, but <laughs> in my life it was. Um, and basically what happened was uh, I had a, I had left my full-time job as the chief data officer for a company called Pluralsight that does online learning and because I wanted to spend more time with my son. And I was making online courses for data science. In fact, you can still go on Pluralsight and on LinkedIn Learning 
you know, watch any of my courses on, you know, all kinds of different data, database programming languages or big data stuff and all that. Um, so I was really focused on making those and I started to do that. Then I started making YouTube videos as like teasers for my online courses. So the idea was, Hey, I'll give you this little tip and maybe you'll want to learn more. And then you'll go watch, you know, the online course, which I earn a royalty off. So, uh, that was the idea. I quickly learned that nobody cares about this stuff on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, in in YouTube terms, nobody cares, you know. Right. Um, then my wife asked me, uh, hey, you know, you kind of sold me on this idea that we're saving gas money by having a Tesla. Prove it to me. You're a data guy. Show me the numbers, right? Um, so she was kind of kind of holding me accountable. And so I made a little video where I pulled together how much we had actually spent our, our electricity bill on mm-hmm. our Tesla and then compared that to what we would have spent on gas if we had purchased gas um, instead. Yeah. And I did, did the math. It was about 40% savings. And wow. it was a really bad video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still up there. I won't take it down. If you go, if you go to my channel, you'll see it. I, it was in 720p. It was filmed with a webcam. I had horrible lighting. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and it was basically just me walking you through a spreadsheet I put together. So it wasn't really like in video production terms, like the most cinematic or, or engaging. But within the first week, the video had something like 200,000 views on it. Wow. And I was blown away. I mean, I just kind of haphazardly did it to show my wife what we, what the what the numbers were and lo and behold you know it, it started this whole thing so that was really the spark um and then a couple months later i did a few more videos or not even a couple months but i i experimented with more videos i still wanted to believe that people just liked me talking about data science and so i did a couple more data science videos crickets nobody cares <laughs> absolutely so then so then i did a uh, another tesla video and it went nuts i did another tesla video it went nuts i'm like okay fine i love tesla i love data why don't we you know put these two things together why don't we just because nobody would really and i don't really know of anyone now doing it where you know what i do i don't look at you know like i vlog sometimes but i'm really bad at it things like that right um i just look at things like production numbers and predicting when you'll get your model three or how much things will cost. Right. So I just, I just kind of married the two and, and, you know, this past year it's been, it's been really fun and it's been a good journey. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if, uh, those, the 200,000 hits on that first video is, is, uh, people like me who, are trying to sort of convince their significant others <laughs> that this is a good because I think I need to show that video to my wife to help to help sell it in because she's like oh this is we're spending you're you're gonna spend so much money on this car but it's just like to your point we're gonna we're gonna save so much on on fuel costs yeah no absolutely um, it's so in fact I'm even that's kind of what I'm doing with the channel now I realized you know because I've done a lot of other videos with things like the EV industry right? And, and trends. And those are yeah. like people like me and you that are into this. Yeah, that's cool. We'll watch that. But the general public only really cares about themselves. So the video has to be like how you will save money, right? It's something that like, right. if you're watching it, it has to be personal to you. So I'm actually trying to focus. This is m- one of my goals for the new year is to really hone in on, you know, each video being something of tangible value that somebody can take away from it, right? They can make a better decision 
about you know purchasing um, uh, purchasing something. And then that's kind of the I mean that's what data science is really all about, anyways, right? Having more information to make better decisions with. So. Yeah, and and you've and you've committed yourself full time to this now. Yeah, yeah, I, I've stopped doing online courses. Um, I actually have I have three more I need to go record, but you know because I signed contracts for those a while ago. But yeah, I mean, and and I you know honestly, it, it's a good time. I have in total between Pluralsight and LinkedIn um, twenty nine online courses on. Wow. You know, so I have a lot. You know, you can learn everything from like Excel stuff or like how to make good presentations with data in them. Um, or you can learn things like how to set up HBase and manage your Hadoop cluster, like really advanced big data stuff. So, yeah, you know, I've, I've got I've got a good I've spent a lot of time in there. I'm still in love with data. I still geek out on it. Um, but this Tesla stuff is just so much fun. <laughs> well, and that's and that's really, I think, the secret to it is uh, I think the only reason anybody listens to me is because I'm doing the same thing you're doing in the sense that. You know, I've I come from a 15 year background of working in enthusiast media with video games, and I like you fell in love with Tesla. So I take that same sort of approach of you know bringing that sort of enthusiastic take on what's going on in the world of Tesla to ride the lightning. And you know, it's that's if if you don't believe in it, like if you're not enthusiastic about it, uh, the way you are about data science and the way I am about sort of the 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 evolution of this company. I think the audience sees through it instantly. Like you mm-hmm. have to be genuine, and uh, and it's great to see that you've you know you've been able to grow it into a full time thing. And in fact, you've been able to grow it into a free hypercar, Ben. <laughs> a free hypercar. So when the I got to ask you when the latest referral program started that had the you know sort of secret unlockable prize tiers, mm-hmm. did you have any inkling whatsoever that you might actually? get the, I believe it's 55 referrals to win it? Uh, You know, I thought it was kind of a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like when I saw that there, uh, because I don't think when when they first did it, I don't think it went all the way to 100% on the little bar chart on the the app. Um, Yeah. But so I just read it and said, "Oh, two percent for every referral. So great! I just need fifty more, and we'll be yeah. there." It was kind of like ha ha ha, and it, I even tweeted out some kind of funny things very early on, like, "Yep, just forty-eight more to go," you know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, we'll see. Um, and the the problem was that that they they were limiting it to like five each quarter or you know every couple months almost. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, there's no way. This will take 10 years, you know, and it ends at the end of the year. So it's not possible. Um, and then I actually had a call with the guy that runs the referral program at Tesla. And and because uh, he was asking for feedback on it. I said, hey, why? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to have the next secret level available for me and everyone else to continue referring. Like, sure. just let us keep doing it. And then as you come up with the levels, we already get it. Like, you know, yeah, great. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, why would you stop it? And he actually said, that's a great idea. I have a call with, e- or I'm sorry, I have a meeting with Elon tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to see what he says. And, and I, I think we'll be able to do this. And then two days later, bam, you could now refer as many people <laughs> as you want. Um, and, I mean, from then on, it was like, okay, now there's a shot, <laughs> you know, it's like the dumb and dumber, like you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so once they unlocked it, and, and I have a, I have a chart of this, you can see it, I think on Teslarati, they had a post where I sent them the chart. It, it, you can see just like, it's very level growth. 
And then right. that day, bam, skyrocket. And um, that was really because like I had a, I had actually created a wait list because people had been emailing me saying, hey, I'm trying to use your code. It's not working. Yeah. And I said, okay, okay, hang on. I just had a call with them. Give me like a week to wait to order yeah. your Tesla and, and, and the code will work again. Trust me, trust me. And so I had this kind of big backlog of people that had been emailing me and I've been emailing back with them, helping them answering questions about charging at home and stuff like that. And, and then, yeah, once they opened it up, it was like, you know, the next day there were five more. And then wow. I, I averaged like two or three a day. That's for, incredible. I mean, you know, cause it's, I don't know how many subscribers are on your channel at this point, but it's, you know, I, cause I've, I don't own a Tesla yet. You know, I'm waiting for my model three and I've, I've been able to take, uh, I've had very generous people offer up their codes to use and, and, uh, you know, I've been able to amass a decent amount for them. So they get the prizes and, mm -hmm. and I would, I was always happy to take the lottery tickets chance at winning a P 100 D. But yeah, the fact that you got that many that fast, just like, it still astounds me. Like I'm still not sure how the heck you did it. I mean, I tip my cap. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I think, yeah, and I, I don't have a lot of subscribers and or, or a lot of views and really in in like general YouTube terms, you know, I'm a very small channel, like probably not even on the radar of anybody at YouTube. But uh, I think everyone is just pretty passionate about it. Right. And, and the videos that I make are very personal that help inform people about their buying decisions. So I think a lot right. of people are watching it basically like they <laughs> they're coming to me on my channel to learn more because they already want to buy a Tesla. Like, you know, I, I've, I've talked to other brands since then because they're they're kind of jaws on the floor. Like you sold six million dollars in Teslas in like three <laughs> months. They're like, yeah, I want to sell six million dollars worth of products. It's like, well, you have to have a groundbreaking <laughs> world changing right. product first <laughs> in order for that to be possible. Um, but so people were already, uh, you know, the, 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 the pump was already primed by the time they, they, they landed on my channel. And then from then, you know, it was just, Hey, I, you know, this guy's video is really helpful. It helps him out. I get a thousand bucks off, you know? So it's, it's all, it's a, it's a win-win all around. Um, and one thing I did, which I think, not a lot of other YouTubers do. I don't know if, if you do it here on the podcast, but I, I have a, an email list that I send all of my episodes to. And so with that email list, as soon as the referral program was open again to unlimited, well, you know, up to 55, uh, I started emailing them like, hey, this just opened up. Here's the deal. You know, if you want to use it, like I'll be I'll happy to jump on a Skype call with you for 10 minutes if you have questions. And so I started emailing them like, yes, this does benefit me in a kind of, you know, non-direct way uh, sure. or, you know, not like I get dollars for each referral. But, you know, this also benefits you greatly. Yeah, of course. So so. I, I built like a little a little community over an email list of people that were already you know interested in this kind of thing. So maybe that that might have been something that I don't know if too many other people did um, in terms of like making sure that if somebody was interested in buying that me and them you know had a connection and I was continuing to provide value to them. You know, so then when they went to buy, of course they were like, yeah, I'll use your code. So. Good for, I mean, I say good for you. You, you, so you put in the work, you went, you know, you went to Tesla and said, and cause I, I find this in life too, is uh, I, the couple of mantra, one of the mantras I live by in life is you never know what you, what you'll get if you just ask nicely. And you went and asked Tesla nicely to logic, to make a logical change to the program. They did it. And you worked, you know, you worked one-on-one -on -one and you put in the time and, and provided value to, 
your your viewers. And that's I think that's just fantastic. So you really earn this. And I think that's phenomenal. So that brings us to walk me through the moment when the final referral comes in and the car <laughs> and, and like, d- d- is it, is it real at that point? Does it feel like you're no. not living in the real world? <laughs> like what does, does uh, the head of Tesla's referral program reach out to you? What, what happens that day? Um, well, so I made a video about it and it, it was, so here was the thing when I was one referral away uh, you know, you know, it could happen at any moment. And I was averaging two or three a day. So right. it was like, you know, this could be five minutes from now. It could be, you know, over dinner tonight, whatever. And I wanted to make sure that I recorded my act, my reaction to it, my real, not me acting, but m- my real reaction. So uh, this is like the hardest thing. This is like that marshmallow test they did on kids, right? If you, if you like <laughs> yeah. wait, <Can> you wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, what I did was I, I came into my studio um, and I would fire up all the cameras and everything, and then I would check. Um, so I even like, you know, move the app on my phone to a different folder so I wouldn't see it and I wouldn't check it inadvertently, <laughs> any of that stuff. So uh, I made sure to record my initial or my 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 actual reaction when, when I saw it. And, and it was, I mean, I, it was funny. I, I did not want it to be like, in your face, I'm the best, you know, because that's just right. not me. I, I, no, nobody. But but nobody I, likes that. <laughs> yeah, right. But but I was pretty pr- pretty pretty emotional about it. And the thing was, like you said, it, it wasn't real. I mean, at the time, the next gen roadster, all we, the car hadn't been revealed. Yeah, yeah. All we had was this like mock up from um, some designer. So <laughs> it was still like, yay. Okay, now what? Who knows? Like. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know. We didn't know what it looked like, and we definitely didn't know the specs that came around and blew everybody away. Exactly, exactly. So, so then, all right. So then, fast forward me to to that night at the semi reveal. Yeah, uh, you know there was some speculation, uh, certainly on from listeners on my show, and I think a lot of people were thinking, oh, you know, is is the Roadster going to make an appearance because Elon had teased, you know, that hey, everybody should come to the semi thing. So. When the when the car rolls out after the semi presentation, now walk me through <laughs> where what's going on with you when that car comes off the back of the uh, of the semi. Man, you know, I I think if you listen, if you watch, the, you were there to clarify. You were at the event. Yeah, yeah, I was in the second row, um, which, but you know, kicking myself for not being in the front row to get to, to shake Elon's hand. But anyways, uh, I was in the second row and. I, you know, it, it, me and a few of the other folks like Zach and Jesse from now, you know, we had, we had dinner the, beforehand and, and we were talking through all the ideas of what could be unveiled, like what's going to be so mind blowing. Right. And we actually came up with all of them that they unveiled, but <laughs> only thought that one of those would be the thing, <laughs> you know, right. it was like mega charger. OK, yeah, that makes total sense. You're going to need to charge a semi supercharger, probably not going to cut it. OK, like, yep, there it is. Mega charger. How about pickup truck? Okay, there's a sketch of it. I guess that's a, that's announcing it. Okay, that's another one. Uh, how about how about the uh, or uh, how about the Model Y? It's like no, that'll be a whole separate event. You know, they'll have they'll have pre-orders. That'll be a big thing, like the Model Three was. Oh, yeah. So there's no way. Well, what about the Roadster? Yeah, that would make sense because it's not going to be a mass market car. They're not going to make you know hundreds of thousands of these. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you could unveil it here because it's really going to be a specialty item and. Yeah. Okay. So that does make sense. And then we got there and then after, as soon as the plaid thing showed up on the screen, 
<laughs> you knew. We all knew. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I think if you watch the live stream, you can hear me yelling louder than the Beastie Boys song that was playing. <laughs> <laughs> My wife even texted me like, was that you? Um, and it probably was. I was that that was an absolute avalanche of emotion. Um, and then as they announced the details, it was just yeah, it just was nonstop. I couldn't. I was completely like it was bursting out of me. Um, how how excited? Yeah, and and uh, it was really weird. It, it felt almost like my wedding day or something because everybody was coming up to me. Like I couldn't get ten feet without somebody coming up to me wanting to take a picture and say hi yeah. and congratulations. It was like, you know, it was amazing. Um, yeah. So, and then I got to ride in it, which was a whole other thing that, that went very quick. I didn't, it, it was <laughs> over before I knew it. <laughs> Have you been in a, uh, in a P100D or even a P90D? Yeah. Yeah. I've been. So, so how did the Roadster compare then? It felt... So if you were to be in a P100D compared to my 60. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if it, that like like it's that. It's like that, right? But uh, but oh, you know man. the next level beyond the P100D. Like I can't even it's hard to even yeah, I guess that's maybe a good analogy if people have been in that, but it's hard to even imagine because it's uh like I've not been in a Bugatti or, you know, one of these other supercars, so it's really hard to compare. Um, but yeah, I would say the difference between like my 60 and a P100D is about the same as from the P100D to this. I mean, it was, wow. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's absurd. It's like a roller coaster, you know, you just can't help from smiling and oh yelling, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's, oh man, that's so great. So, uh, before we move on to TeslaCon, which is of course, you're not here for your health. That's, uh, that's why we're here <laughs> to promote TeslaCon. But, uh, I did want, I got to ask you. So I was super happy when I saw your your tweet that said you got it. Uh, but then I don't know why. My first thought was, gee, I wonder if Ben is is thinking about the taxes on this thing. <laughs> so have you started saving for the, you know, you've got it because that's going to be a, a very large tax bill. Well, you know, I, I think it, I think. it, it, it depends. Um, so I've actually reached out to Tesla. I haven't heard. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're so unofficially talking to some people there. They said they're, they're going to try to figure out a way to make that burden less. <laughs> oh, good. I don't know what that that's means, um, but hopefully it's something that's nice. But, which, by the way, I've actually got 57 referrals in the current program. Somehow two additional ones slipped in there. So <laughs> technically, I have a 104% discount. <laughs> so now you should, yeah, now your referral should count towards the tax burden. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, At hey. Point, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, 4% on 250 grand is, is a good chunk. So yeah. why don't we take that and apply it there? I don't know. Um, yeah, so so the the big question is whether or not um, this is a gift, or if it is, which I I hope it's not. Uh, if it's a a discount on a product, which is how it's worded in the thing. So if if that holds up, then I'm essentially just paying normal taxes as, as if I were to buy. Oh, good. It, right. Oh, good. Okay. Which, when I check the DMV website, come out to about twenty one thousand dollars here in California. Um, a lot, but manageable, you know, over, especially you've got three years yeah. <laughs> to save for it. Yeah. 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 Totally doable. I mean, yeah. Um, but now if it were the gift tax, uh, I think that's upwards of 40%. So that would be a different ball game. Um, you know, we're like second mortgage on my house kind of thing <laughs> just to pay for this. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely on my mind. Um, hoping the wording that they put in there 
you know, holds up with kind of the accounting of it and that I just have to pay the regular taxes, in which case, yeah, hopefully I can save it by then. If not, you know, a small loan or something wouldn't be a bad idea. All right. And then uh, real quick, are you are you keeping the car or are you going to take the opportunity to flip it for a ridiculous profit? Because that's that's potentially, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to be so presumptuous, presumptuous if I can get the word out to, to call it life changing money. But I mean, that's you know, you could flip the car for a substantial sum as well. So have you yeah. thought about what you're going to do. Um, the first thing is I promised my wife we're going to take a trip up the coast. So nice. that's, and you can drive from my house in San Diego to your house in San Francisco on a single charge, which is nuts. And please do, by the way, because <laughs> I, I would like a crack at this car, yes, please. Yes, 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 we'll do it. Uh, now, uh, there are a few, so, uh, so I, I feel like I owe it to everybody that uh, follows me on YouTube and everything to make some videos with this. Like I really have to do that. So probably going to shoot a ton of videos. Probably ridiculous. I, I'm really bad at reviewing cars. I'm not a good car guy. So I'm good at it. I review things for a living, but there you go. I've been doing it for 15 years. So, you know, if you want yes. a review done, uh, we can put it on your channel. We'll do it. Yes, I'm in. I just need, I need like three days with it. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do some stuff for sure. Um, so I want to do a good review. Uh, yeah. I'll do kind of my stupid review where I'll like, how, like, does it fit a surfboard? How can I fit my child seat in it? Things like that. Um, which, you know, just kind of dumb questions, but funny. And so I'll try to do those things um, and then take my wife up the coast. There are several other YouTubers uh, that want to do videos with me in the car um, in LA. So I'm going to go hang out with them um, and maybe do some fun stuff. So I'm really going to try to use it as much as I can. Um, and then after after all said and done, I don't know, maybe six months in, um, you know, we'll kind of see whether or not it makes sense to keep it. I mean, 620 yeah. miles is pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, surprisingly enough, Ryan, the insurance on it isn't that crazy. Really? Yeah. Like, just take a, take a wild guess. How much would you guess insurance is on, on this car? Well, I mean, I would... I would think that the insurance companies have no idea yet. I, I presume you're using uh, comps yeah. for you know for yeah. other hypercars, but I mean, I would think it has to be at least double whatever you're paying for your insurance now. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it, it's it comes out to about two hundred and fifty bucks a month, which all right. Yeah, I mean that's a far cry from my Model S, but still, like when I first thought about it, I was like, oh man, this is going to be like you know, 1500 bucks a month in insurance. And when I, um, there were actually a few people that reached out to me who work for insurance companies and I reached out to my insurance agent and, um, she said, it, my insurance agent said, yeah, I, I have no data on this. There's nothing <laughs> like, I can't look it up, but let's assume you're getting a Lamborghini. Um, right. th then that, you know, depending on that, she said it's between two and $4,000 per year. Um, and then the other guy gave me a quote of 2,200 per year. And so I was like, okay. you know, I mean, it's it's actually far more reasonable than I thought for a quarter million dollar car. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the and it's somewhat offset again uh, by fuel savings to to, <laughs> to bring it all the way back to your original <laughs> first video ever. You know, it's it's uh it's not too bad. So all right, uh, I've only got a, we've only got a few minutes here. I'm running out of time with you. TeslaCon is coming up this weekend's Friday and Saturday. Uh, what is TeslaCon, Ben? Who have you got lined up for it? And what made you want to put it together? Yeah. So this is the first ever that I'm aware of web conference for all the Tesla and EV fans out there. And the idea is that, um, well, you recall when we were up in San Francisco, we had this kind of fun time in this room. We all recorded a bunch of videos and did this fun yeah. stuff. And 
I and everyone else that posted about that got a lot of feedback like, oh man, you should do a conference. I would love to come. Let's all hang out. I'd love to, you know, interact with you guys and all this. And then, you know, I, I sat down and started to think about how that would be possible because something about me, I, I love bringing people together. That's just, I'm very extroverted in that way. That's like a big part of my, my personality. And so I wanted to make something that, that we could all attend, but a physical conference is, is like, like really expensive and time consuming oh, yeah. to put together, like insanely so. And then on top of it, not everybody can really participate because if you could imagine flying to California, if you're in say Sweden is a pretty expensive pr- uh, ticket, right? Just mm. for this one event. Then on top of it, you know, you, you wouldn't get really to ask questions. I mean, I, I looked at a physical conference and I thought, man, this is going to cost a ton of money for us. And it's going to really filter out a lot of people that can't come because it's just, I mean, you're looking upwards of like a thousand dollars just to attend. Oh, sure. Uh, Hotel and food and time away from, oh yeah, absolutely. Even if like it was in LA and you were coming down from San Francisco, you're still spending a lot of money. So I had attended a, a developer summit recently called Hack Summit, and it was on a platform called Crowdcast. And it was a, an online developer summit. I think we had 80,000 people in attending. It was nuts. And it was all about you know open source coding and all this stuff. And that platform I loved because what it did is it gave us the ability to have real Q&A that was community driven, meaning people vote on the questions and then people can comment on them. And then when it, when a speaker answers a question, it's timestamped. So when you watch a replay, you can actually jump right to the answer to a question that you're interested nice. in. So I thought that was like, this is actually better than an in-person conference because, you know, at the in-person conferences, you're always going to be stuck with somebody asking a random question that nobody cares about. And then the speaker doesn't have any more time and, and you're done and you, you missed out. You know, I'm still upset at that lady that did that to Neil deGrasse Tyson when I was there. But anyways, so I looked at it and I said, wow, this is actually a better experience. Anybody in the world can attend because it's online. And we also can have speakers from all over the world. And so this made a lot more sense to me as a, a, a platform to bring the entire community together, not just those that like live in California or, you know, it's can make it here in a reasonably easy trip. Um, on, during the conference, we have on Friday, a pre-conference workshop hosted by Roger Pressman. I don't know if you know Roger from EV Annex, but he's uh, he's been on this show. Yes. When he was uh, out promoting his his Model 3 book. Exactly. So he's going to basically be going through that book um, in detail and other questions that people have about this. He has a presentation and this is a real good opportunity for people to learn um, everything they need to know about owning a Tesla and owning an EV in general. So the good thing, the beautiful thing about this is that every 30 minutes, he's going to stop and answer questions. So it's not, you know, you get the book um, and then you get, you know, the guy that wrote the book to really get digging deep with any questions that, that people have. So I've got a lot of people signed up just for that alone. And that's a half day session on Friday. Um, Excellent. Then on Saturday, it's the full conference. And so the keynote speaker is Robert Llewellyn from Fully Charged, who I'm sure mm-hmm. you're aware of, who oh, yes. I, I remember when I first saw his show, I'm like, how is this guy so good? And then I realized, oh, he's like a famous actor from the UK. There you go. <laughs> Great. So so there's that. So he's starting out um, pretty early West Coast time. It's going to be at 7 a.m. West Coast time, which for him in London um, is something like 3 or 4 p.m. Um, oh yeah, and and then we're, then we're going to run through there. We've got Zach and Jesse from Now You Know. We've got you. Um, we've got Trevor and Ken from Model Three Owners Club. Uh, we are having a VIP session. I don't know if you've heard this yet. Uh, we have a VIP session with Kim from Like Tesla, excellent, and her husband. 
who will reveal never, yes. he will reveal his identity, <laughs> which he's never done. Um, so, and this is only for the VIP ticket holders, which we're limiting to ten people. So okay. that's kind of a special thing. That'll be over lunch, and then we have some community sessions and some additional sessions in the afternoon. So. The whole thing is online. Replays will be available instantly. I think it's going to be so much fun. And I hope you and your audience and everyone um, can make it there. Yeah. So uh, for tickets, go to teslacon.online. And uh, for my audience, you can use the code RTL20 as all one word to get uh, 20% off of your access pass. So uh, looking forward to it. I've got to get my speech ready to go. Yeah. and uh, I'll be ready. It'll be good. It's going to be fun. I appreciate the invite, Ben. I, th- I, I thank you for having me at this thing. It's going to be good. Absolutely, man. Like I said, I love your show. I think you do a great job. I mean, I, I, I always point to you as, as probably the most knowledgeable Tesla person I know. Um, you know, because I don't know, every time we talk, I'm always like, I always learn something new. So yeah, happy to have well, you. Well, it's <laughs> happy to be there. Yeah, it's my it's my personality where I don't have a wide range of interests, but the things <laughs> I care about, I go like all the way down the rabbit hole. So whether it's uh, uh, DeLoreans or Teslas or baseball or boxer dogs, I've got Daisy here laying sl- snoozing next to me. But you now that's just enough about me. It's uh, this is about you. But uh it's great to have you, Ben. Looking forward to TeslaCon again. TeslaCon.online. And check out Ben's channel on YouTube, Teslanomics. Uh, so, Ben, thank you so much. And I will see you at TeslaCon this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, man. I want to thank Ben Sullins one more time for joining me. That was uh, very kind of him to take 35 minutes out of his day to uh, talk Tesla with me. Looking forward to TeslaCon this weekend. So now that brings us to the Ride the Lightning hotline. Just three calls here. I got a lot more than that. So, uh, but again, I just the, otherwise the show is going to be like two hours if we if I do all these. So I'll save a lot of these for next week. Some of them could end up finding their way into the uh, next edition of the Ride the Lightning hotline, uh, rather the Patreon bonus episode. Which, by the way, the uh, December edition of that is up now. If you happen to be, if you happen to be interested in that, uh, because it's pretty good. We got a lot of excellent. In fact, I think more calls than ever. I think this was the longest special episode yet. Uh, in fact, I will mention the callers on on the December Patreon exclusive bonus episode. We got Jason from Newport Beach, Matt from Raleigh, Chris from Ontario, Vahe from Vegas. Matt from Bowling Green, Stephen from Ontario, Nikolai from Germany, Mitch from Marin, uh, Marin County. The topics covered on that Patreon exclusive episode, if you're curious, include uh, a good Tesla service ex- experience, redesigning the Model S and X, storing the Model 3 outside in winter, cold winter climates, uh, what's the deal with analyst conference calls, the Model 3's so-called token of appreciation that we're waiting for, inventory car shortages, uh, switching, whether or not you should switch from the 3 to the S, all kinds of stuff, charging in Europe, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. So uh, that's for $10 and up patrons, uh, if you are curious about that. Uh, So for this week, though, again, three calls here. Let's kick it off with Rob in Warrington. He's got his own theory on how the next-generation Tesla Roadster gets that 200-kilowatt battery pack into a sports car. So, Rob, you're on the air. 
Hi Ryan, it's Rob from Warrington. I've been listening to a show for a few months now and been loving it, especially the hotline calls. Uh, one of the things which has been brought up a couple of times is the Generation 2 Roadster battery. And somebody had a theory that the battery might be two Model S P100 batteries on top of each other. I've got a slightly different theory because if you add the, those two batteries together, you'd have, well, they're normally about four inches, so that would make about an eight inch skateboard underneath your seats in the Roadster, and it is quite a low car. I don't honestly think you could have an eight inch battery, an uh, eight inch deep battery between the bottom of the seat and the ground, especially when you look at the interior shots. I had another idea that maybe it'd be packaged around the cabin in a normal center console like you would have a, a transmission tunnel on a conventional car but again the the side interior photos have risen really enough space for that um, next idea possibly over the front and rear axles but then you'd have uh, it might damage the handling or you'd also have heat build up from the motor so the only other theory i came up with was there may be a new battery chemistry coming from tesla because the master plan part one cars used the 18650 cells and the 2170s maybe the master plan part two cars or part two cars and the semi might use a new chemistry to help bring down the cost and get towards elon's magical hundred dollars per kilowatt hour uh, let me know what you think um loving the show thanks again bye that is entirely possible rob i mean after all the roadster isn't due until 2020 and the semi is not due until 2019 so that's far enough away where there could very well be prototypes of new battery cell chemistry that's actually working in the vehicles that we saw at the event last month and new chemistry could certainly help explain the incredible range numbers from both the Semi and the Roadster. Uh, sadly, we'll probably have to wait quite a while to get a proper answer to this, but I like your thinking. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go now to Matt and Rally, who uh, has a question about how he uh, might best go about charging his upcoming Model S. Matt, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, this is Matt in Raleigh. Thanks for the podcast. We continue to enjoy listening to it. I know you've been asking for people to call in who are taking delivery of their Model 3. And although we don't fall into that exact category, we did use your cousin's uh, code to purchase a Model S on October 31st of this year, uh, just uh, getting in under the deadline to get the $1,000 off as well as the free supercharging. So thank you for sharing that code. And uh, we certainly hope you get something good out of that. We'll be taking delivery of the Model S on December 27th. So they're trying to sneak us in before the end of the year so we can hopefully enjoy the tax credit. Hopefully the tax credit is not going away. Um, but if it does, uh, we should be able to take advantage of it before the end of the year. We're also expecting our first child on December 29th. So we're getting two big Christmas presents this year. And we picked the Model S over the Model 3 just for the extra space. 
But uh, I had a specific question for you about what your plans are in terms of charging. We ended up buying uh, the Tesla charger to install in our garage because I didn't like the idea of plugging and unplugging the car every time I went in and out. And I'm curious what your plans are for your own Model 3 when you get that, if you're planning on getting a a permanent charger installed and uh, when you might be planning on doing that or if you're just going to use the cable that comes with the car. Uh, So thanks again for the podcast and look forward to hearing your answer. First of all, Matt, congratulations on both the car and, more importantly, the baby. Between Christmas, if you happen to be celebrating, uh, the car and the baby, it's going to be a heck of a week for you, man. And heck, Christmas and or delivery of the car might have to take a back seat, although, (laughs) pardon the unintentional pun there, I just realized that. But yeah, I mean, it... Those things might have to take a back seat if the baby happens to arrive a bit early, which babies are known to do from time to time. But uh, to answer your question, you have actually had a direct impact on that question and on my charging situation. I actually, I I have to confess, I haven't touched base with my cousin Pat to see how many referrals we've got right now with his code, uh, because we've been using it for, I don't know, what is it, like a month, maybe two months. But... You using it means we'll have at least one. And one means that I'll be able to get that matte black special edition Tesla high power wall connector. So uh, let me start by saying thank you. I mean, that's, that's hu- honestly, that's huge for me. I mean, that's a, that's a $500 thing that I don't have to buy now. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I would have. I know this, is, this has been, you know, come up on the show a lot. Like I... I I plan on having the car long enough where I I would want to have it. So I think I was I was definitely leaning towards getting it, but uh thanks thank you Matt cuz it looks like I'm going to get one now. So that's fantastic. But I'll tell you I already have a NEMA 1450 outlet, which I have mentioned on the show before, but uh what I'm going to do with this now, I, I'll go ahead and pay an electrician to come out and properly wire up that high power wall connector. Since, uh, you know, since, since I don't have to pay for the actual high power wall connector and remember though, cause this, remember this came up, uh, some listeners pointed this out. This is just definitely a, a, a key piece to, that could save you some money in your budget. You can use either Tesla's official wall mount piece. That's like $25 to just hang up your, your, uh, universal mobile connector that comes with the car. Uh, so then you don't have to pay really anything else other than that $25 wall mount piece. Or you could go to Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, and you could just buy a, a garden hose wall mount, you know, that, that's used to, to, to tie up, you know, rather, um, you know, hang your, your uh, coi- coiled up. That's the word I was looking for. Jeez, your coiled up uh, garden hose on on a wall as well so you could just you could pick up one of those for probably like five dollars or even potentially just make something yourself so the point is you definitely don't have to get the high power wall connector if you don't want to but like i was just saying with my situation if you're planning on keeping your model s for a long time it certainly can't hurt to have that higher charging rate there available to you for when you need it because surely you're probably going to need it at some point here or there not every day probably hardly any days really but you know every now and again you might need that higher charging rate so it's up to you whether you think it's worth the money or not you know it's 
it's 500 bucks plus uh, an electrician to come out and do it. Although again, you could say, you might even say it's more just $500 because you know, you, you got to get some sort of outlet put in. So you, you have to pay the electrician no matter what to either do the NEMA 1450 outlet or do the Tesla wall connector. So, but anyway, it, it's not cheap. It's 500 bucks to do that wall connector should you elect to go that route. But there are, as I said, budget-friendly uh, budget alternatives. But cheers either way. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a December for you. So congrats. And one more call before... Actually, sorry. Yeah, one more. I was right. Lawton from Chicago. We've uh, Our friend Lawton, he's been... I think Lawton might be the longest tenured caller on this podcast from when I first started doing calls back near the very, very beginning. So Lawton's calling in about uh, why he thinks doing the semi and the roads to reveal together, why that, why that was a, a very smart move on Tesla's part. So Lawton, you're on the air, sir. Take it away. Hi, Ryan. It's Lawton from Chicago. Wanted to share my thoughts on the Tesla semi event. Review companies in Tesla's position, being Model 3 production purgatory, will announce a brand new product such as the semi. This is a smart move as the semi is a new product category that won't affect sales of current models. The deposits will be a great way to not only raise funding for semi-development, but also to promote interest from the trucking industry. For instance, since Walmart has placed deposits, this will in turn put pressure on companies such as Amazon to file suit, rather than letting Walmart gain a competitive edge for reduced shipping costs. Even fewer companies would pre-announce a product such as the Roadster two or three years in advance that could potentially take away from sales of the top-of-the-line Model S. I love how Tesla's mission to promote the advent of sustainable transport energy is taking precedence, putting further pressure on the entire auto industry from supercars to semi-trucks to keep up. Elon wasn't kidding about the event. Mind blown. Thanks for sharing Tesla enthusiasm every week. I was especially moved by your pure bliss, kin the cancer moment from your first time driving the Model 3. I can't wait for all of us to feel the same experience when we get our Model 3s. Look forward to your thoughts. Thanks as always, Lawton. It's interesting you brought this up because, as you heard earlier in the show, Ben mentioned this same exact thing during our interview. I wonder if Tesla will publicize it if and when the limited run of a 1,000 Founder Series Roadsters gets sold out because since those customers have to pay in full up front, that is $250 million in revenue for Tesla once those Founder Series cars sell out. Uh, also, on a related note to your call, I bet the Model Y event is going to be pushed to the back burner, even if it was on the company's roadmap at all for 2018, because there's just no way that they're going to introduce another mass production car until they significantly clear the backlog of the Model 3 and get the production ramp sorted. Now, of course, those two things go very much hand in hand. Still, though, if you take a step back, think of the semi-event this way. What other company of any kind could generate Tesla levels of buzz from introducing a semi-truck to the market? And the answer, I think, is no one. Not Lamborghini, not Ferrari. There is nobody who could have done a semi-truck that would have generated the amount, the crazy amount of buzz and chatter that Tesla has. It's just, uh, it's wild what this company has been able to do and continue to do. Their profile is only getting bigger by the day. All right, that does it for the Ride the Lightning Hotline. 
Uh, I forgot to mention at the front of it that uh, I would love for you to participate. Give me a call toll-free anytime on the Ride the Lightning hotline. All you're doing is leaving a message, so call anytime, day or night. The toll-free number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. You can also Skype that number, or you could just uh, record something on your smartphone's voice memo recorder and email me that file to teslapodcast at gmail.com. But I do thank lifeonrecord.com for providing the, lo- the Ride the Lightning hotline, making it super easy to call in. So, of course, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. And again, that's lifeonrecord.com if you'd like to learn more. All right. That wraps it up for the bulk of the show this week. A few parting thoughts for you, a few plugs right after this. As you heard me mention earlier, I'm on Patreon. If you are uh, curious to look more into that, if you enjoy the show, you'd like to support my efforts, again, there's nothing's ever walled off from you. The uh, Patreon content is only additive, but uh, so it's clearly just if, you, if you'd like to support me, I would be grateful if you'd do so. Uh, take a look at the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash teslapodcast. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. As I mentioned earlier, you can email me anytime, teslapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the referral code, if you are buying an S or an X, you can get free unlimited lifetime supercharging by using my cousin Patrick's code. And uh, who knows, I, if, the, if the referral, the Roadster program is going to continue into 2018, which I don't, I kind of figure it won't, but if it happens to, boy, it would be nice to, to go for it. But either way, uh, get yourself free unlimited lifetime supercharging if you're purchasing an S or an X. By using my cousin Pat's referral code, it's Patrick5008. So you can either give that to a sales advisor or use this short link that'll take you to the Tesla Design Studio with the code already implemented. So type in ts.la slash Patrick5008. If you're purchasing a Model 3 or any Tesla, really, and you happen to be either in the Bay Area or... Uh, taking delivery at the factory, maybe. I would highly encourage you to check out Immaculate Reflections. They've got 16 years of experience. They're the Bay Area's premier detailing solution. If you're thinking about paint correction, you're thinking about C-Quartz finest uh, ceramic coating, maybe some paint protection film, you can get any or all of those services done at Immaculate Reflections. You can visit their website at irdetailing.com. They're also on Yelp and Instagram at immaculate underscore reflections. So take a look there. Uh, what else? Ah, of course, Abstract Ocean. The puddle lights have proven very popular. They've been sending out emails saying basically last call for the holidays. If you want them in time for the holidays, those puddle lights that shine the Model S, X, or uh, 3, or Tesla T logo onto the ground with your the, the light that's on the bottom of your door on your Tesla. They look very, very cool. You can get those 
at abstractocean.com along with a number of other Tesla accessories for both you and your car. Use the coupon code RTLPODCAST at checkout to get 20% off of your first order there. I want to close uh, not only by encouraging you to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service if you don't already so that the show is downloaded right to you. That's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or grab uh, the RSS feed or individual episodes at the hosting site, which is teslapodcast.libsyn.com. But I, of course, want to thank the Patreon producers, the extraordinarily kind and generous folks who support me and my efforts on this podcast at the $20 level or higher each and every month. Our newest Patreon producer, Orion Coates. Welcome, and thank you so much. I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, Orion is joined by Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassioppo, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, Lisa Kaz, Michael Oprey, Logan Willis, Matthew Parra, Michael Lester, Robert Miracle, John Lasher, Jason Chalukas, Emotion Rentals, Richard Ouellette, Andreas Cohen, Sean Fournier, Tim Hyde, Marcus Mayenshine, Lee Sweet, and Lars Hoffman. Thank you all so, so much. And thanks to all of you, as always, for trusting me with your very, very valuable time uh, each and every week here to catch you up on all things Tesla and give you my take on things. And of course, your take on things in the Ride to Lightning hotline as well. It's, uh, gosh, I'm at, it's two and a half years on this podcast now, episode 123. I love it. I mean, I, I just think uh, hopefully the show gets a little bit better each and every week, one way or the other. But man, it's, uh, it's really fun for me. So thank you all so much for, for coming along on this Tesla podcast journey with me. Happy electric motoring, and I will see you back here next week.